This podcast is brought to you by MyScoreIQ. MyScoreIQ services are here to help you be prepared when it comes to making big financial decisions, such as buying or refinancing your home or purchasing that new car. Try it out for only $1 for a seven-day trial. You'll receive your FICO scores from all three major credit bureaus, along with active credit report monitoring and alerts for changes to your credit report and possible suspicious activity. My Score IQ services can help you be in the best position possible when you take that step to apply for a home or auto loan, all for $1 for a seven-day trial. Visit MyScoreIQ.com forward slash Todd to learn more. That's MyScoreIQ.com forward slash Todd. Yeah, one of the things that was really cool in that conversation that we had with Jeff was that, you know, I showed a chart from the Stock Traders Almanac 2020-21 edition. And see if I have it right next to me or not. I'll go back and take a look at that video, but to to quickly describe it, you know, you see in the post-election years, the presidential cycle, this kind of strength early in January and this roll down through February into March, a bump up in mid-March, which we saw tied probably to payrolls, a roll back down after triple witching, which is today, triple witching expirations, option expirations, futures, et cetera. So those expire. And then that final week is be, can, can be pretty sketchy. So the week that we're going to next week can be pretty sketchy. And then April, boom, starts to accelerate and then goes uh, on a, a much better vertical throughout the re- remainder of the year. So I think that that's, you know, that's something that we should be thinking about as investors is, okay, are we going to see that kind of same similar tendency or as he likes to call a probability play out where we will see, you know, if so, an actual, an actual buy point next week where, where if, if we see weakness next week, we're going to want to take advantage of it, get stocks into our portfolio. So have, have your watch list ready, listeners. You know, put together your names that you're interested in and some price targets that you'd like to buy things at. And, you know, who knows what happens? Maybe we rip all week. I don't know. But if we do go down, uh, maybe you take advantage of that. And then, you know, as far as Q2 seasonality, I want to show some charts and, and some share some information on that. As you know, in episode five, Joe, you and I talked about the different components of our model, seven, power seven model uh, that comes up with our our weekly scores. Once we have the scores on the 1600 stocks in our universe, we aggregate them by sector and industry so that you can spot, you know, basically the right baskets to be focusing your attention on. Uh, One of the seven components is seasonality. So seasonality scores rotate or roll every calendar quarter for us. And that does create some shifts and unique shifts in leadership. I'm gonna share my screen, Joe, uh, because I wanna pull up um, an Excel spreadsheet I've been working on here to getting ready for uh, the shift in seasonality. And Joe, you can see that okay? Yes, I can. All right, great. So one of the things that, you know, if you've been following the research, you know, is that healthcare has been one of the weakest sectors uh, this quarter. Maybe this is about to change. So listeners, keep an eye on some of these healthcare stocks or healthcare baskets, because, you know, over the last decade, the last 10 years, the healthcare baskets have the strongest seasonality. So the, you know, the XLV up 10 of the last 10 years, 
Labs, the IYH up 10 of the last 10 years, the biotech XBI up nine of the past 10 years, and the biotech index average return 11%, even more impressive, Joe, average return of 9%, uh, I'm sorry, median return of 9% on biotechs. And this, these baskets really haven't been great performers um, over the last few months. And like I said, have been you know, depressed in our ranking. So after we roll our scores, it'll be interesting to see whether or not that's enough to boost healthcare up into that neutral area. And then maybe if it starts to attract more institutional buyers, kind of gets that thing going uh, for the first time in a little while. So I would throw a couple healthcare stocks into your watch list, things that maybe um, could start to go higher. The other things I would point out, I mean, Dow Jones 30 is very strong. So again, kind of that shift. You know, there's a reason that they say sell in May and go away. You know, I mean, you get that strength in April, but then it kind of like summer doldrums kind of settle in, Joe. And, um, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons you see things like healthcare, defensive parts of the market, you know, big cap Dow Jones, you see municipal bonds up here, you see real estate up here. Um, interesting, the Russell 2000 is still pretty strong. The S&P on, on its own is still pretty strong. But you do see things, you know, you know, like consumer goods being strong, which is also a defensive basket. Um, so I, I think that, you know, one of the things I would say is that, okay, yeah, position for a potentially strong um, April across all baskets, um, but looking further out to maybe May and June, uh, be also thinking about, okay, maybe I want to have some more of those defensive type stocks in my portfolio as well. Yeah, I've definitely got my eye on healthcare and consumer goods specifically. Consumer goods is really appealing right now because of because of those stimulus checks, which we've talked about a couple times now. Um, I think some people have already gotten them. Um, personally, I'm not eligible for one, unfortunately, but I... I think those started hitting bank accounts last week. And so the, the kind of the, the logical move is to, to go out and if you're assuming you, assuming it's just kind of, you know, a little, a little boost into your, into your savings, you're going to go out and spend that. So the logical thing is consumer goods. So as I, as I mentioned last week, Wayfair, I like a lot. Um, I mentioned earlier Etsy. Uh, just companies like that that are that are selling uh, home home improvement and kind of home decor and probably like apparel as well, I would think. Well, Jill, that's a, a nice natural spot to actually look at some of the seasonality on individual stocks. If you want to do that, we can we perfect can open up a spreadsheet for that. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's go ahead and we'll pull that spreadsheet up now and. Um, I've got right here, just again, an Excel spreadsheet for the homework that I'm doing to getting ready for this role. And I just set up a really quick query where I'm able to type in different stock symbols and see how they perform uh, over the last decade by month, just to sort of get a feel for whether or not we're in a, a good period or bad period for them. And one of the stocks that I you know, wanted to pull up here was Home, uh, which is at Home Group. And this has been, was a, a, a crazy big performer last here in the second quarter went from like two bucks to like eight bucks crazy returns and obviously been a very strong stock here in march as well which is really interesting uh, but if you go back again to that seasonal seasonality chart you'll see uh joe here that you know whilst historically yeah you know, i think it ipo'd in 2016 so we're only looking at four years of data or so four or five years rather of data here nevertheless 
April and May and July and August, uh, really strong months for, for H symbol HOMA at home group. Um, and I think that's probably because people are just, you know, they want to they take advantage and, and, you know, upgrade some of the things within their home. So that would be one of the things. The other thing I wanted to pull up uh, to your point was William Sonoma uh, talking a little bit about, you know, uh, strong seasonality. I mean, February, March, so we're in this March period and still very strong April, through April, May, and June. Um, you know, not a bad time to own it. Uh, this is a waterfall chart that shows the cumulative effect by month of seasonality on the stock. And you can see it's just a nice steady climb throughout the entire part of the year. So even though Williams-Sonoma on a chart basis, Joe, is a little extended right here. Thing had a huge pop. Uh, you can see it's got a gap it needs to fill or oftentimes needs to fill here now too. Um, but if you, and if you go with a weekly chart, I mean, look at that. Just busting out on heavy volume um, to those new highs. And on the monthly chart going all the way back all time highs. So that's a, that's an interesting company. I probably want to wait and see that fill back in a little bit in that area and maybe instead focus on something else like that at home group. Um, but still very interesting from, from the, that perspective. Um, I also want to uh, touch base in a similar vein because you were talking about consumer discretionary companies on eBay <laughs> having uh, pretty strong seasonal tendencies uh, in the April, May, well, not as much May, but April, June, and July. So kind of interesting to see that that's actually a relatively strong um, uh, performer through that period. So eBay would be another one to consider uh, putting on your watch list. And, you know, I can keep going, Joe, if you want. Jeez, I could go all day. I got all sorts <laughs> of them. Uh, we talked about um, uh, landscape um, site, S-I-T-E is the symbol there site one landscape supply and you can see how that chart it's actually this is this is actually falls right into that how you know that show we did when I talked about when I like to buy stocks I like how you know you get that breakout now it's pulling back kind of pulling back towards that 50 converging 50 and 21 day moving average and if you look at the seasonality I mean geez starts that's, to some, that's some heavy seasonality right there yeah, starts to accelerate here in March and then a strong right on through July I mean and then last week on last week showed you, I think you brought up lows, right? I did. Yeah. And you can see the lows is just, I mean, how steady is that? <laughs> yeah. But still you get a nice little pop up in May um, and some really nice strength going all through the way through August. So, you know, that, that would be one um, to keep an eye on as well. Um, I would also mention, Hey, do you like to mountain bike at all, Joe? Oh yeah. All right. So Fox factory, they make suspension parts for mountain bikes. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at the seasonality there. Oh, April, yeah. May, June. Oh, yeah. It's probably Those like the, the exact opposite of Vail Resorts, if I had to guess. Yeah, it was like <laughs> April 4.4%, May 8.6%, uh, June 10% average return. Uh, out of curiosity, I'll throw mountain up. Well, it's actually oh. not, it's better than you would have thought. Oh, interesting. Obviously, November being the best months. I think a lot of people probably played into the trade on December and January, and that's why they get out of it because they yeah. start about other ideas. Um, so that was what I wanted to mention. And then, in the same vein, you know, if you like to go boating, Joe, do you like to go out on boats at all? Oh, sure. All right. Mastercraft. Yep. More the seasonality there there. for sure. I know they're they're starting to talk about here in New Hampshire. They call it the the ice out day on the lake, on the on the big lakes up in the in the central part of the state. 
that's happening in the next probably couple weeks. So people will be put, putting their boats in, figuring Very out what, soon. what works, what doesn't work, and then maybe upgrading some stuff. And if you look at it again, kind of like that site chart, I love it when they pull back towards that 21 days. You had that breakout to a new high, and then you pull back towards that 21 day. Uh, I, I like buying them at those support levels, Joe, because you can put your stop loss underneath there. You can define your exit pretty easily if you right. want to if you want to be a little bit more aggressive. And I think when it comes to seasonal plays and you know cyclicals those tend to be more rentals for me. So, you know, I'm not necessarily buying a Mastercraft to hold it for the next decade, right? Like yep. I would say a, a Shopify. Right. Uh, it's more of a rental. I'm going to try and make some money. If I make some money, great. If I don't, then I don't. Shopify actually has very strong seasonality in April. Um, so I wanted to mention that. And on a chart, and I happen to be long this uh, for full disclosure, I am long it. Um, you know, I like the fact that it's here covering along that 200 day moving average because again, I can define my exit below that point. Um, so if you've been on the sidelines in Shopify and thought that, hey, you missed it, uh, 1500 to now what, 1120 might be an interesting idea to maybe deploy 1% if, if for example, your, your normal position is, is higher than that. So your normal position is like 3%, put it in like a third now and then see how it goes from there. <clears throat> and then um, probably to wrap up the conversation, some other things, McDonald's, more people being on the move maybe in the summertime. April tends to be very strong for McDonald's, which is interesting uh, to me. And then energy stocks, Joe, very strong in our research for um, since really December, I think is when we started talking about them and mentioning some of them on the show. Uh, April tends to be very good, but then it gets really choppy after that. So, you know, Continental Resources, CLR is the name I own. If, you, if you're looking at uh, picking some of these up and trying to play that, maybe you get an opportunity in the next week or so. FANG uh, is another one with very strong April seasonality. A little bit better than Continental in that you get April, May, and June are typically three of the best months um, on it. And then if you wanted a healthcare, Joe, I could just keep going. I could go on forever. Right? <laughs> we, we could go on all day. We'll, yeah, we'll spare uh, you that though, viewers. Right. It, for, for a healthcare stock, um, don't forget about United Healthcare, right? Seeing some interesting action in some of these health insurance uh, plays. And United Healthcare has solid seasonality that runs from March through June. Um, and I think that that's, that's one maybe that you want to throw on your list. All right. Very good. That's that's an, an excellent smattering as always. So I think the I think the moral of this somewhat short episode today is to not be as pessimistic as some people on Twitter are being about about inflation. Not just yet, at least um, the the GDP growth is what what we should focus on. If you haven't listened to that episode or watched that episode with Jeffrey Hirsch from last week. I'll drop a link in the in the show notes and in the YouTube description. Uh, please do that. It's a very informative episode. And then uh, we also published a short, uh, shorter clip of that on Monday. Uh, so that's out there as well for all of you to listen to and and watch. Um, definitely recommend watching that one on YouTube because there's there's a lot of a lot of charts and <laughs> Todd's holding up the book in front of the camera for a lot of the episodes so you'll you'll get a lot more out of that one if you if you actually sit down and watch that somewhere so yeah with with that i think we will wrap up so we'll um as i as i promised we'll be publishing a short episode every monday from here on out so look forward to that and then we will talk to you all again next week take care everybody <laughs>